Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Hello there. It is I, your host, Nick. This is Nick's Nerd News. Are you surprised? I don't think so. I'm not. Welcome back. It's another week, another episode, another time to get. I, I don't know. I don't know where I was going. <laughs> I was going there. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Nick's Nerd News. Today is September 29th. We are at the end of September here, folks. The end of September. It has been a wild and crazy ride this year. That's for damn sure. And I'm excited for things that are coming coming ahead. I mean, Dune's coming soon. James Bond is coming soon. We're going to be talking about that, of course, in a couple weeks. We're getting more and more games coming out. Hell, Far Cry 6 next week. Think Things are on the horizon. But that doesn't mean we don't have things to talk about this week. Because we do. Quite a bit to talk about this week. Um... Hey, as always, give a like, a share, subscribe, a, a thumbs up, a thumbs down, a, a, a poke, a prod, a, whatever you do, I'm cool with. I don't care what you do, even if you do nothing, because that's your prerogative. I love it. Your friends, your family, your fans. It's all good. It's all well and done. Um, quick shout out to the 101 League, as always. Um We will be hosting FGC night tomorrow night at Panels Comic Book Coffee Bar. Uh, There is no Smash Ultimate this week. Um, We don't do it on the first Friday of every month. uh, But we will have Smash Melee on Saturday. And then, of course, Smash Ultimate will return next week. Check out the 101 League on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, uh, all the good stuff. And with that being said, let's just get right into what y'all are here for. And that's to hear me talk about stuff that I think you care about. (laughs) Right? Well, how about this? So, Halo Infinite's second tech test was this past weekend. It was pretty fun. Uh, Finally had some uh, Slayer versus other players. Uh, It was Arena Slayer. Uh, They had uh, uh, Capture the Flag and some other games. They added a new map, which included vehicles, uh, some new weapons. So that was great. This weekend, though, is the tech test you want to be a part of. It is open to all Xbox owners. You do not need to be a Xbox or Halo Insider this time. Uh, This is open to every Xbox owner. You can sign up now uh, to be a part of the tech test this weekend. It is going to be a big team battle weekend, folks. Big team battle weekend. Um, So make sure... To get your hands on that and be ready to go because it is coming on Friday. Um, cannot wait for that uh, as we inch closer and closer and closer to the release of Halo Infinite in December. So just be on the lookout for that. Uh, other big news out of Microsoft Game Studios or Xbox Game Studios, whatever they're calling themselves now. Uh, the initiative has announced that they are partnering with Crystal Dynamics. And uh, a lot of people are seeing this as a worrying sign. I've seen, I'm seeing a lot of mixed messages online between different comments and posts. Some people are saying this is normal in the games industry. Uh, not one studio ever really works on a game. I mean, you can, that's obvious when you look, <laughs> when you look at the back of a game box, right? Um, other people are saying, why would Microsoft spin up this whole new studio, call it a triple a quadruple A game, and then have to hire Crystal Dynamics, a studio that's not even part of the Xbox family, to help work on it? Uh, some people think the game's in trouble. Like I said, some people think this is a normal part of everything, and, and this is just part of the course. I personally don't know. Um, and a lot of people use this opportunity to say, like, oh, see, it's perfect dark, blah, 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 this is why it's going to suck, blah, 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 blah. I, like I said, I personally have really no opinion on this. I, I don't care as long as it gets done. And if this means, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of crunch, um, 
in 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 the development, then then more power to him. Uh, I I like I said I I don't I don't see this as a loss. I don't see this as a problem. Um, I, I I get how it can be viewed that way, and like I said, I I don't know what to make of it because we don't know the extent of of the work that they're going to be doing. We don't know the extent of this partnership. We don't know what the state of the game is. I I don't think I don't think Xbox would allow they hype up this game so much and then to drop this story and then try to treat it like it's a non-story is is I I don't know. I don't know. And some people think that this is rumor that they're buying Square Enix. So, so I, to be honest, I don't know what to make of this heads or tails. It's, it's all over the place. All this, this rumor and speculation. It's, it's wild. It, it is wild for sure. I don't care as long as the game is good. I, I really don't care. As, as long as the game is good, I, I could give two shits who made it, who worked on it, what the situation was. Like that, that's not what is going through my mind um right now that that that's not what's going through my mind is just this game better be good right for for all this hype that they're they're stuffing into it and all this and and around it it's just that like i said that that's all i care about is this game just better be good it's all that matters at the end of the day anyway there was a nintendo direct last week let's talk about that we finally finally have an idea of when Bayonetta 3 is coming out, and it's going to be next year. We also got some gameplay, uh, first look at the gameplay. The game was announced four years ago, in 2017, and we finally have an idea of when it's coming out. Uh, also, Nintendo Switch Online is going to be adding N64 and Sega Genesis. Yes, Sega Genesis games are coming to the Nintendo Switch. Whatever happened to Sega does what Nintendo don't. Man, oh man, oh man. Um, but announced with that is actually something really cool stuff. The um, two new wireless controllers are going to be sold for the Switch. One of them is a wireless version of the N64 Mongoloid controller, as I like to call it. The god-awful tripod-looking thing. <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. Uh, and then a... Sega Genesis controller, a wireless Sega Genesis controller. However, just like on the original Sega Genesis or Sega Master System, whatever you want to call it, the six-button controller version will only be available in Japan. Why that's still a thing 30 years later is beyond me. But, yes, if you want the six-button version, you have to live in Japan. A new, a new Kirby game was announced, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which is like a new 3D Kirby, which is fun to see. Uh, Splatoon 3 is coming in 2022. Uh, in We got trailers for trailers. I don't know why they hold a Nintendo Direct and, and don't announce these things, but Super Smash Brothers will have an announcement on October 5th for its final DLC character. Uh, and then a uh, also there was an announcement... That signified in an announcement is coming for Animal Crossing's New Horizons uh, for DLC for that game. Which, again, I I don't understand why they just didn't wait. Or wait for Tokyo Game Show tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Um, and then we're going to talk about the Mario movie a little bit later. But yeah... That uh, that was a Nintendo Direct last uh, last week, uh, and then there was uh, mini Pokemon Direct or Pokemon trailers that were dropped like two days ago. Um, news for Pokemon, there was some stuff that was announced for Pokemon Shining Di Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Nothing major there, um, but we did get news for uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is coming in January. Uh, new Noble Pokemon mechanic was announced and and scyther is getting another evolution called cleavor which is just a pokemon with fucking cleavers fucking axes for hands um these noble pokemon look to be like some kind of boss pokemon and then also a, a, a plethora of like riding pokemon were shown off um including the new version of braviary 
uh, Weirdeer, which is the evolution of Stantler, you can ride. The Basculin evolution you can ride, and, and several others. Um, I'm sure as more and more, as we get closer and closer to the release date, we'll get more and more information in regards to Pokemon Legends Arceus. Clearly, Cleavors were hunted to extinctions, hence their non-no-show in games taking place after the events of this game. It's looking more and more looks like it takes place in the 1800s, if, if I were to guess, based off the clothing, attire, and, and overall like technology in the game. Uh, and it's looking more and more like a regular style RPG. Uh, they did show off some of the menus in the new trailer and things like that, so... It is definitely not going to be your typical Pokemon game, which I'm excited for. I'm very excited for. Uh, this week we also got trailers, or not trailers, but like new looks at both Sombra and Bastion and how they're changing for Overwatch 2. So that's something you can check out online if, if you're interested in either of those two characters um, from Overwatch and what they're going to be like in Overwatch 2. And then... Speaking of Activision Blizzard, they are now being sued by a third government entity. The U.S. Office of Equal Opportunity, um, or the Equal Opportunity Commission, however you want to call them, uh, is now suing Activision Blizzard uh, for $18 million. Um, well, actually, they settled it now. That was quick. They were sued, and then they settled. But it looks like, yeah, the, the EEOC, the U.S. Equal Opportunity Commission, um, they are going to create an $18 million fund to compensate employees affected by discrimination and harassment. They're going to upgrade their policies and practices so to, quote, prevent and eliminate harassment and discrimination, unquote. Now, uh, the CEO called it constructive, Bobby Kotick, to be honest, I think he needs to go as well. Um, they're going to have a third-party consultant review, and and it, it's just it it's a little ridiculous now that that all this is happening. Um, th the fact that they settled so quickly means they know they're in deep shit, and they need to fix it. And this is why a lot of people aren't happy with Activision right now. And, and it makes sense. But moving on to Activision's uh, bitter rival, <laughs> EA. Uh, EA and DICE have announced that a open beta will begin next week on Monday for Battlefield 2042. Uh, that will run from, uh, sorry, not Monday, the Wednesday the 6th. will run Wednesday the 6th through Friday the 9th. An open beta for Battlefield 2042. Uh, Saturday the 9th, excuse me, and you guys can check that out. It is an open beta, meaning anyone can play. Um, in some big news, Game Pass-wise, and a lot of people think that maybe this will finally save the game, uh, Marvel's Avengers uh, will be heading to Xbox Game Pass in the near future, which is hilarious to me that uh, you you wouldn't think a game like that would go to Game Pass. Granted, it's not the first major Square Enix games as a service game to go to Game Pass. Outriders launched in Game Pass earlier this year. But a lot of people are still pissed, though, that this is happening, but then they won't get access to the Spider-Man content, which, again, is frustrating. Um, especially when it's a character that is like a major component of the Avengers in the comics and movies and things like this, and then he's stuck on one platform. Whatever, man. I That game... That game had a lot of work to do. Still needs a lot of work. I think it's dying, to be honest. And that's probably why they put it on Game Pass. Because they need some numbers to pad it out. And, um... Anyway, switching back over to Nintendo. Uh, it was announced today that Nintendo World, Super Nintendo World over in uh, Universal Studios Japan, will be getting a 70% expansion. Uh, well, well, it will increase in size by 70%. As a Donkey Kong Country, or Donkey Kong Land, will be added to Universal Studios Japan's Super Nintendo World. Uh, and that will open in 2024. Which I think is the year 
Uh, Super Nintendo World is supposed to open in the U.S. at Universal's third park that they're opening. Um, I think that got delayed. I thought that was supposed to open in 2023, or it got delayed till 2024. All I know is Super Nintendo World is growing over in Japan. Uh, and then uh, after today, we now know what Games with Gold and PSN Plus will be uh, for the month of October. So Games with Gold over on the Xbox side. Arrow and Hover are the two Xbox One games. And then the backwards compatible games are Castlevania, Memory of Harmony of Despair, and Resident Evil Code Veronica X, a much beloved Resident Evil game. And PSN Plus, Hell Let Loose will be your PS5 game, which is a World War II inspired shooter that has like lobbies that are 100 plus players. I guess that's one way to fill your fill your servers, give it away for free. Uh, PGA Tour 2K21. And Mortal Kombat 10, not the most recent Mortal Kombat, but Mortal Kombat 10 or Mortal Kombat X, uh, which was released in 2015. Those are your games on PSN Plus for the month of October. So make sure you go get those games. Even if you don't play them, download them. They're free. They're yours to technically own as long as you are a paying subscriber. Um, and that is the free games. Uh, then over... Uh, how about this? Amazon's first successful game is New World, a new MMO. Uh, it launched earlier this month on Steam, and it is now, uh, despite having a plethora of server issues, the most played game of 2021 on Steam. Uh, So-called New World, and it's, oh, it's actually been out just a few days. I, I say earlier this month, and <laughs> it's been a few days. And it, it's all-time player count peaked at over 200,000 players um, over Valheim, which was the previous one. And, oh, it's 200,000 more than Valheim, excuse me. And New World had about, uh, it peaked at 707,000 players, which is out of control. Um then on Twitch, it had almost a million viewers at a time watching streams of New World. Um, and it, 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 it sucks because somehow they're doing this even with server issues. It's been, there's, it's been plagued with long queues and, and it's impossible to get into servers. Servers are crashing. Um, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are playing. Hundreds and hundreds of people are waiting in line just to get into a server um, which is insane. And this is, again, Amazon's Game Studios' first successful launch of a game. Most of their other major games have been canceled. Um, they are trying to, uh, they've also announced that, uh, the developers behind New World have announced that they are trying to get those global queue times down. Um, the EU, Central, North America, West, North America, East, and Australia servers have had additional worlds added. Um, they're trying to add more and more for players around the world. And uh, there is a website you can go to called New World Status. Uh, and that way you can kind of get an idea of the wait times uh, for the queues. Um, let's let's see what, what they are right now. Um I just want to have an idea. Uh, looks like they are at 365,000 players right now. Uh, that is live. Um, the amount of people in the queue... We're, we're talking about thousands of people in the queue. Um, as of right now. Holy shit, there were couple hundred thousand people in the queue for Frankfurt earlier today. Um, so, like, if you want to get into the U.S. West, it's at 10,000-ish. Uh, U.S. East is... Uh, hold on. Uh, this website is broken. Um... Wait times are just in the minutes right now. Luckily, some some are in the out in an hour, 
So, like, if you want to get into the West, it's an hour right now. Um, interesting. Uh, average weight for Sydney ones are one hour, hour and a half, seven and a half hours, depending on which world you're trying to get into. Uh, summer's low as 35 minutes or 18 minutes. Uh, U.S. West, their highest wait time is uh, two hours. Um Every, it's peaking at 2,000 players on almost every server right now. So some servers have no weight, so you can get in. Um, but this game is essentially taking over the gaming world right now. And I do want to see how many people are currently watching on Twitch. Because that is going to be give an idea of how many people are interested in it as well. And New World... Um, see here new world has 371 current viewers right now which wild <laughs> that is pretty wild i don't like twitch's new interface it is very interesting for sure um you you can't I don't understand. Anyway, yeah, they're at 371,000 viewers. The next highest game um, looks like League of Legends, I think, at 100,000. I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, this is very... I haven't been on Twitch in a while. I don't like how they organize things. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that is the new world. It is blowing up right now on Twitch, on Steam, everywhere. Uh, Amazon has its first success with a new MMO entering the scene. Um, moving over. So get this. Netflix has purchased a game studio. They have purchased uh, Night School Studio. Uh, they are the team behind Oxenfree, uh, and they have assured fans that Oxenfree 2 is still in development, uh, and the purchase of them by Netflix in no way will impact the development of Oxenfree 2. Also announced, EVO 2021, which was supposed to take place in November in Las Vegas, has been canceled due to the ongoing concerns surrounding the Delta variant and covid so EVO 2021 will not take place in person uh, as the event will now wait for 2022. And then uh, our, our final bit of gaming news today. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more next week because, uh, of course, Tokyo Game Show is, is technically tonight, um, tomorrow in Japan already. But... There have been apparently dev kits sent out to different developers of a new Nintendo Switch uh, that were 4K capable, uh, which begs the question, was this for the OLED Switch? Is this for the Switch Pro that's been rumored forever? This was rep rep reported by Bloomberg. Nintendo of Japan, however, tweeted out saying that this isn't true. There is no 4K development kit, um, which doesn't make sense because some developers actually have one in hand. But for now, we definitely want to keep an eye on it because if true, this is this is a major, major hint at a potential Switch Pro, which may be coming in the future. Um I don't know if it will really happen, but if it does, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, I don't know if I want, I, I like, I'm still not sold on the Switch OLED in general. Like, yeah, it's a bigger screen, but I, I want better visuals, or not better visuals, but I want better screen fidelity. I want better re refresh rate, things like that. Um, if a Switch 4K came out, though, you best believe I'd be considering that. But no, I think the next thing I get will be an Oculus Quest. 
Uh, that's definitely something I want to look into now that I have a, a PS5 and a uh, Series X. Um, I do want to look into VR, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, and then I do want to talk about a bit of a TV today, actually. Uh, I know we don't talk about it much anymore, but uh, Netflix had their own little, like, fan event called Netflix Tadum, like the sound that the Netflix makes. But we're going to talk about that in a bit. Uh, but we did get our first teaser trailer for the Orville Season 3, uh, which will be premiering exclusively on Hulu starting March 10th. Uh, the Seth MacFarlane Star Trek homage show. Uh, it's also been announced that HBO Max will be getting a three-part docu-series all about DC Comics. So the history of DC Comics, the present of DC Comics, all of that uh, in a three-part docu-series coming to HBO Max next year. And then, this is being rumored right now, but it's it's being rumored that Sasha Cali, Sasha Cal is getting her own Supergirl show on HBO Max. Uh, Sasha Cali, of course, is playing Supergirl in the Flash movie coming out next year, or in two years. Um, a new version of Supergirl. Uh, and then let's talk about some other things before we get to Netflix. Uh, Paramount Plus is moving forward with a live-action Aeon Flux show. Uh, very popular, of course, anime. Um semi-popular movie, uh, Aeon Flux, and it uh, looks like, I think they had an anime on MTV, um, but yes, Paramount Plus will be uh, premiering a live-action series based on, um, oh, that was on MTV in the 90s? No shit. Didn't know that. Um, anyway, yeah, that will be airing um, in the future. Um, yes. Uh, it's also been announced that Cassian Andor, or the Andor show, uh, the Star Wars live-action show based around Cassian Andor, has wrapped filming, according to star Diego Luna. Uh, and then we also got an announcement today that the Book of Boba Fett will premiere on Disney Plus on December 29th. So the very end of 2021. I don't think I've seen a poster for a show appear more in my Instagram feed than the one for the Book of Boba Fett that was released today. <laughs> um, yeah, about that. Um, and, and also, Curb Your Enthusiasm returns October 24th at 10 p.m. on HBO and HBO Max, baby. <laughs> the tagline, the world has changed, he hasn't. And if that isn't the best description of, of Larry David, then then I don't know what is. Um, and then let's uh, let's talk about next Netflix to dumb before we talk about some reviews. Um, so this happened this past weekend. Netflix showed off a bunch of trailers, announcements. Tiger King is coming back, baby. I don't know if Joe Exotic's going to be in it, but Tiger King will be coming back November seventeenth, season two. I hope they get that bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> um, we got our first look at the intro to Cowboy Bebop, and it looks amazing. It 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 takes in the so much of the original and just makes it pop in a way that that everyone was hoping for, and and a lot of fears have been qualmed for sure from what I've seen online. Uh, in regards to the live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. Um, and it looks like people are not uh, too worried now as much as they were before. Uh, we also got a teaser for Stranger Things hinting at what is going to be driving the story forward this year. It looks to be a, an abandoned house. Uh, sex Education has been renewed for a season four. We got our first teaser trailer for the Sandman series. Uh, as well as the trailer for Arcane, the new League of Legends animated series. Um, also, Inside Job is a new cartoon from one of the creators of Gravity Falls. It's an adult comedy about, like, conspiracy theories. And honestly, this show looks fucking perfect. 
I can't tell you how great this show looks. I'm very excited for it. Uh, and then also a tease for The Witcher Season 2, which drops in December, and it was announced The Witcher Season 3 uh, will be coming. Uh, we also got some trailers for some Netflix films, uh, that new movie with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds, then of course uh, for Army of Thieves, which looks really good too, uh, and all that you can watch online, of course. Um, I do want to talk about some episodes of shows this week. Um, last week's What If, with I'm just calling Party Thor episode, was honestly the best episode of What If until now. I, I, I haven't seen today's, but I'm hearing really good things. But the Party Thor episode was honestly the best so far of What If. And essentially is What If Thor grew up an only child, uh, and he just becomes like a party animal, and he party he comes to Earth, he parties, he still falls in love with with Jane Foster, um, but it's funny that he parties on Earth and like all these people show up that you wouldn't expect to show up, like the Grandmaster, the Guardians, Scrolls, Kree, um, and then he fights Captain Marvel, which that alone was really sick. Like their fight because of how strong both of them are. To see them fight was was very interesting to see, um, and then how it ended, of course, is setting up this week. With uh, some kind of Voltra, uh, Ultron, and and Vision, um, but anyway, no, no, it was just it was a great episode in general because Party Party Thor is best Thor, and Party Thor is a lot like Thor from Avengers Endgame, um, and somewhat of a mix of of the original Thor as well, but it was it was weird because Doctor Selvig wasn't in it, which didn't make really much sense. Um, and then Darcy married, uh, Darcy married Howard the Duck, which interesting for sure. Uh, but no, it was, it was great. And Coulson was back. So I was happy to see that Loki was actually in it. He just grew up a frost giant in this version of, of, uh, the Marvel universe, which was interesting to see him as a literal frost giant. Uh, but if you haven't seen much of what if party Thor is best Thor and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Star Wars visions also dropped last week and I've watched just a few episodes. They're, they're 15 minutes long. Um, I, I saw a lot of people on the internet like, Oh, it's anime. I'm not going to watch it. Like, why are we having that conversation in 2021? People are still discrediting anime in 2021. Like the fuck is wrong with you? It's literally just a different style of animation. And people are like, Oh, it looks cool, but I'm not going to watch it because it's anime. Like, what? What? That doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. That does not make any sense. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to love it, regardless of what it looks like. And the first episode uh, I watched is from uh, Kamikaze Studio, I think. They're the ones who did Batman Ninja. And I, I don't like their version of anime. It's it's a 3D, um, it's a 3D like CGI heavy version. I'm not okay with that. Um, Okamikaze Duga. Uh, it's called The Duel. That was a great episode though. And I think their animation style actually benefits in black and white over color. Um, but I very much, very much enjoyed it. The second episode I watched was called Ta Tatooine Rhapsody, and there, they that was done by Studio Colorido. Um, I did not care for this one at all, not at all. Um, oh, they did Pokemon Twilight Wings, some of the Poke Tunes. Okay, they've done some stuff. I I don't know why, but I just it, this one was the most childish of the ones I watched. I did not care for it. Mm -mm. Just that that one, to me, I, I didn't like. Um, the Twins was really cool. Uh, they are... That was done by Studio Trigger. That's the one that... So Star Wars Visions, of course, doesn't take place in canon. Um, which is understandable. They're known for Little Witch Academia, Kill la Kill, and some other productions. Um... 
who what my friend was telling me one of these shows he really is into and they they did that one uh i liked the twins my issue with it though was it was voiced by um allison brie and nph and it really took me out of it but it was it was really cool concept and i i i dug where they were trying to go and it looked like it took place after return of the jedi um i that was a good episode uh i only watched four um of the nine so i'll I'll get to the rest this weekend um but the the fourth one the village bride that one so far is my favorite of the four that i watched it is one that could definitely take place in canon it's about a jedi after um after the clone wars and she's on this planet and it's uh, like her her fighting style is amazing and her trying to hide and shit like if they were going to make a series out of any of the episodes i've watched so far i'd want it to be from the village bride uh that one was done by cinema citrus um they are known for um tokyo magnitude dot hack slash quantum um black bullet barakaman um Made in Abyss, The Rising of the Shield Hero. So they've, they've done a lot of good stuff as well. But like I said, this was honestly one of the best episodes I've watched so far. A lot of people said um, The Ninth Jedi is really good as well. Uh, that's the next episode. And um, I, I am loving Star Wars Visions so far. So the ones I haven't watched yet are... Hold on. The Ninth Jedi, TB, T0B1, The Elder, and Lop and Ocho, and then Akiri, Akakiri. Um, I can't wait to see how much of these could fit into canon one day, but The Village Bride, if, you, if you're going to watch any of them, watch that episode as of right now. But like I said, if, if, if you are going to discredit Star Wars Visions because it's anime, you're doing yourself a disservice. And that's available on Disney Plus right now. Um, with it being the end of the month, I do want to talk about what's coming to Netflix in October. Uh, of course, Seinfeld, all nine seasons, will be headed to Netflix next month. Uh, we're also getting the first season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, one of the best Wayne's Brothers movies, Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Uh, Gladiator is joining Netflix next month. Step Brothers, one of the best comedies of all time, as well as Tommy Boy, another one of the best comedies of all time. The new Pokemon movie, uh, Secrets of the Jungle, will be on there. Uh, Inside Job, that new cart- uh, adult cartoon I was talking about, Army of Thieves, the prequel to Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. And then Lock and Key Season 2. That's uh, some of the big stuff coming to Netflix in October. And um, now let's talk about movies. And now I want to talk about the Super Mario movie. And I was very disappointed when I first heard who was cast. And, you know... I I'm frustrated and, and it's it's because they picked you know they picked um Chris Pratt for Mario. I I I don't get it, man. I I don't get it. Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. I, I... 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 Look. I I get it. But I don't get it. At the same time. And... You know, he's a talented voice actor. And the fact that they're gonna, like, do Charles Martinet dirty, the man who is Mario as a vocal cameo... Like, bro, get the fuck out of here, dude. They're going to put him as a voice cameo? 
the disrespect, man. The disrespect. The rest of the cast, though, the rest of the cast I can get behind because, and, and it's an interesting one for sure. Um, like uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, hundred percent down with that. Hundred percent down with that cast. Um, with that casting, I should say. But like some of the other ones. Eee, man, eee, I- I'm not feeling it. I'm kidding. I love the rest of the cast. Charlie Day's Luigi. Fuck yes. Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. Okay, okay. Jack Black as Bowser. Oh hell yeah, bro. I don't even know what that's gonna be like, but I'm down for it. This one's weird, but I'm I'm cool with it. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Yeah. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. A lot of people were complaining because there's no Italians in the cast. Yes, there is. Sebastian Maniscalco is playing Mario's boss. But everyone's like, oh, you had your chance, Nintendo, like an Illumination, who the casting director of that movie is trying to defend himself and failing spectacularly. But, like, you had your chance to have Danny DeVito as Mario and Charlie Day as Luigi with Charlie Day's Luigi, and you could have just had like amazing chemistry off them because they're already in It's Always Sunny. But I just I don't understand Chris Pratt as Mario. The dude doesn't have an accent. And if we're gonna start doing Mario within an accent, then I'm a little concerned here. Because then you lose like the whole idea of Mario being Italian. And I don't want him to do an accent. I don't want... Because it's going to be borderline. It could be borderline offensive. It can be borderline just him doing a really shitty job of... It's me, a Mario. Like... I... I just... I don't know why they picked Chris Pratt. It doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't. The rest of the cast is fine. It really is. It's just... Either you have Charles Martinet, the man who does Mario be Mario in the whole movie or like find someone Italian, like an actual Italian actor. There's plenty of them to voice, you know, Mario. And, and I just, I don't think that I'm just, I I am frustrated with them picking Chris Pratt. It doesn't make any sense. I, and and this makes me question what the plot of this movie is now that, that Donkey Kong is involved. And I swear to God, if there's a rabbit in this movie, I'm going to riot. I swear to fucking God if they put a rabbit in this movie. But I, I just... I don't get it. I really don't. And it's, it's weird to have Chris Pratt voice Mario. Uh, that movie releases next holiday. Holiday 2022. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Uh, And then Marvel is involved in a new lawsuit. They are suing to retain the rights to their heroes. Um, Essentially, the, the, the heroes would revert back to their original creators um, because of the 1976 copyright act. So, uh, this was brought on essentially uh, because the estate of Steve Ditko, who is the co-creator of Spider-Man, filed a termination notice on Spider-Man, uh, which means they would get the rights back from Marvel. Uh, Marvel is fighting back, claiming that they technically own the characters um, because they were created as work for hire. Um, I mean, if if it's true and they can prove it in court... They own it, not Ditko, because Ditko did it as uh, under contract for Marvel back in the the, the 60s. Um, DC, of course, did this when they got the rights to Superman. Um, it's uh, That's a whole issue in itself. Um, so Disney has hired the same lawyer that DC did in that case. Um, and funnily, even funnier... Uh, the, the Ditko estate is being represented by the lawyer who represented um, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster 
in their fight with DC over Superman. It's, it's just the DC Superman fight all over again. Um, of course, Jack Kirby tried to get control, of course, of Spider-Man and X-Men and Hulk back in 2013. Uh, but that, again, was proven as work for hire. Um, but if this happens in 2023, they could lose the rights to some of their biggest Avengers. So that means not just movie rights, comic rights, ed- ed- everything. That means they would lose the rights to Iron Man, Spider-Man, some other ones. So they wouldn't be able to print comics for them anymore. And look, this is an interesting thing to me. Because I Marvel, if anything, should honor the Ditko estate and pay them royalties. And like give them credit. I mean, it... That was a big thing with with Batman and and Superman. Like, their creators didn't even get their names put on, like, projects uh, in relation to Batman sometimes or Superman. Um, uh, To be honest, I I think that Marvel owns the rights to these characters. I mean, these people worked for Marvel. It wasn't them creating these characters and then Marvel brought them in. It was they were working for Marvel and created them under Marvel. Uh, it's kind of opposite with Superman um, and Batman to a point. But I I just, I don't know, and and it sucks. But at the same time, like, I don't think Stan Lee's estate is, like, and I'm, I'm talking about Stan Lee now because his estate can get involved too. I don't know if they're exactly being controlled by people that Stan would want in control of his characters. Um and and I get what the Ditko estate's trying to do, and they're they're trying to make money too. I think Marvel should cut them some slack and and give them a cut. I don't think Marvel necessarily should lose the rights. It's same thing with like Disney, because Disney's going to lose. Uh, technically, Mickey Mouse enters the public domain in a few years, and that to me I don't agree with either. It's like the Walt Disney Company is still around; they are still using Mickey Mouse as their their mascot essentially like that should not enter the public domain things should only and i think the public domain law needs to be rewritten but i think things should only be enter the public domain if a the creator is dead the estate no longer functions essentially or if like the company's not using that character anymore like if disney wasn't using mickey mouse at fucking everywhere then yeah whatever but like how can you take away a brand's identity, if you know what I mean? So it's a very, very interesting thing to, 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 to talk about. Um, and, and some people will disagree with me, and that's fine. Some people will agree with me or, or think they should, Marvel should go further. That's fine. It's just it's a, it's a touchy situation um, when it comes down to, to rights and character rights and how much a creator gets and, and things like that. Um, but speaking of Marvel, Shang-Chi has now become the highest grossing film of 2021 as it beats out Dear Evan Hansen this past weekend. Um, and it has made quite a bit. Um, what was uh, Box Office Mojo, my old friend. I wish they didn't change it. Screw you, Amazon, for ruining what was one of the best sites um shang chi has made uh not 13 million that's 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 definitely not not uh the right it has made one or 365 million dollars worldwide 198 million domestic and 167 international it is now the like i said the highest grossing film of 2021 um the next highest film uh, is of course the hell is high mom. Oh, some Chinese film. Um, wait, that's not the highest grossing film of 2021. What the hell? Technically fast nine is, I don't know where that came in. Someone lied to me. It's one of the highest grossing films, um, of 2021. It's going to pass black widow. That's for sure. Oh, it's highest grossing domestic. That's where we get into it. It is the highest grossing domestic film of 2021 at $198 million. 
Um, Black Widow at number two at 183, then Fast Night at 172. That's where it's the highest grossing. Um, but yeah, Shang-Chi, highest grossing film domestically uh, at almost $200 million. And then uh, Vin Diesel says that don't count Riddick 4 out just yet. I haven't even seen the third one. <laughs> um, now that uh, Daniel Craig's time as James Bond is officially over, uh, with the film coming out in just a few weeks, um, of course, the search for the next James Bond will will take place start taking place next year, according to series producer Barbara Broccoli. Uh, people are already throwing hats, names into the hat. Uh, and of course, Henry Cavill's name keeps popping up. And while I would like to see him as James Bond, Henry himself has said he would love to play a James Bond villain. And I'm all fucking for that, bro. I would rather have that than have him play James. That'd be fucking sick. Henry Cavill is a James Bond villain. Oh, hell yeah, bro. Give it to me. Let's get him as a villain. All right, Broccoli team, get it done. Get it done. And that is it for Nixner News this week, folks. Little light show. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Just a lot to talk about in a little subjects. A lot to talk about. Uh, thank you guys, of course, for listening. Uh, I'm your host, Nick. Today is September 29th, 2021. Um, as always, like I said, I shout cast for the 101 League in Oceanside. Uh, tomorrow night we're doing FGC night number two. I don't know if we're going to be streaming that, um, but that is taking place from 6 to 10 at Panels Comic Book Coffee Bar. Uh, no Smash Ultimate this week, so no Friday night Twitch stream. Saturday, though, uh, we're either going to stream it or post it later, Super Smash Brothers Ult, uh, Melee. Um, and we'll be doing that at Panels from, from noon to 4 on, on Saturday. Um Make sure to follow them on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch.tv, Discord, all the cool stuff. Uh, great friends and partners over at the 101 League. Also, as a listener of Nixner News, don't forget to check out NixnerNews.com. You can listen to the show right in your browser, uh, or you can take us with you on the go. You can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast pages. Hey, why don't you throw up a, a follow, a, a sub, uh, that way... Whenever this posts, you get a notification. It's right there on your device. How about that? You never have to go searching for me. <laughs> right there at your fingertips, my my sweet, sultry voice. And uh, also while you're at nixnernews.com, why don't you check, our so check out our social media tab where you guys can find our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feeds. Whole lot of memes getting posted up there. Whole lot of memes. Or if you prefer, just search Nixner News on your social media platform of choice. And with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>